0: Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing. Enjoy. Smug, confident, secure because you are sane. Do you know what madness is or how it strikes? You seen the demons that surge through the corridors of the crazed mind. Come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into it. Letter to you!
1: The terror from scum of the earth. Okie okay, dokie, folks. I'm Frank Bonacci, and I'm the scum of the earth. As my wife often complains, it's incredibly hard to get me to leave the house. It's beyond being kind of a social phobe. When COVID hit, it literally did not change my day to day. Society is now collapsing because a lot of people had to live my lifestyle and have gone mad as a result. First of all, all of my video games are here. Also, there's always a fucking problem on the Q train, and if I'm being honest, it's not anxiety like I've been telling you. It's it's that it's that you're kind of fucking boring, dude. Well, who do you mean, Frank? I mean, I mean all of you. It, it, it just to a, to a man, every single one. Of you. you know why I don't like going out? Because it's exhausting. Because I make an effort to be engaging, to be entertaining. I'm fucking polite, goddammit. I put the work in. Also, I'm on the spectrum. I don't have the intuition you tell me if I'm bothering people. The instrument panel is kaput and I'm flying blind out there, people. I rely mostly on rote memorization. Like, okay, that, they're making that face. Usually that means I'm losing them. Let's switch gears. Sometimes I get it wrong. I'm not, okay, most times. Just about all the time I get it wrong. But the effort is there. Why is all the heavy lifting got to be on me? And your children stink. Figuratively and literally. I'm not impressed or charmed by them. So please stop inviting me out. I don't make excuses anymore. If somebody starts in with the, hey, we should go get, let me stop you right there. Not going to happen. It's just not for me. Okay, there was one thing I liked going out for. This is before COVID. The Alamo Draft House on the first Monday of every month, they would run a series called Video Vortex, curated by the good folks at BleedingSkull.com. They would show the fringiest of films, SOV horror, bizarre Turkish epics, or lovingly put together compilations of just ah, weirdness. You would see the same people every month, and you know what? I was glad to see them. They were not boring. I'd also get entirely too drunk and was probably insufferable, but hey, I was out and I was enjoying myself. You could probably draw a straight line from those Mondays to me now having diabetes, but it was worth it. Today's guest is the wonderful host of those video vortex screenings, and the person I blame most for my diabetes. I don't. Of bleedingskull.com and author of the caustically hilarious book Shut Up, You're Welcome, and Happy Birthday or Whatever, the great Annie Choi. Annie, thank you for coming thank by today. Thank
0: you. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. So, Bleeding Skull, we were just talking before the show, is kind of a labor of love for you, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get started uh, on that site? So
0: Joe Joseph A. because his dad is also a writer. So Joseph A. who is uh, my partner, um, he started the site like over 10 years ago. So back before this whole wave of like interest in SOV and independent horror and DIY, he would go on tour in his band. He would um, raid, you know, old video stores because VHS tapes would be like 50 cents, you know. He amassed this insane collection and he started like writing about it on his like little blog and he just kept on going and it kind of caught speed but he was I would say bleeding skull when he started was the only one out there, I mean 10 years ago was totally different landscape.
1: I mean, I remember them from way back internet days. And it was like a resource I would regularly use.
0: Yeah, No, Joe, I like to call Joe like the primary source material. (laughs) Like he goes and he finds it. And you're like, how did you find that? How did you know about it? Like, where the fuck did you get this tape?
1: I'll find a copy of like Demon's Story, uh, Devil's Story from France from 1985. And it's like, where do you find... And it's like, what yeah. is this? Where do I get information? It's usually Joey's. Yeah. Emba. yeah. Now you guys who like have the the skinny on it. Cause I'm like, cause there's literally no resource for some of yeah. these films. Yeah, no,
0: for sure. Some of it is him just like, it's crazy. He lives and breathes his stuff way more than I do. Like way more. He'll like. He'll be like reading a vintage magazine, a horror magazine, or like a psychotronic or, you know, something along those lines. And he'll read the ads in the back. Like, that's an that's an insane person, like an insane genius, right? And then that's how he finds a lot of, like, he'll do like, he'll find press releases for movies that are in production. He's like, oh, I don't think that ever came out or maybe had a different title. And he'll find that it was, it never got a release, but it was like a home release. It so would track down that. I mean, it's like the, the kind of lengths he goes way more than me
1: i'm such a lazy ass like i love this stuff but you want someone uh, to bring it to you right <laughs> right i can't i can't that sounds exhausting. exhausting no
0: i mean but you know he's the son of a librarian so this is like right all right, right. Yes. and i'm i'm not <laughs> I'm super yeah you
1: need some organizational yeah, skills no, up he's the wazoo like, to get he's your head the most around organized
0: fucker i've ever met it's 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 like annoying <laughs> it's like i have a spreadsheet for that i'm like oh of course you do um, no, but like, so because of him and all of his work, he's done a lane school, it's really grown and, you know, things like people coming out of work and finding a place for these freaks who love these movies, like we do are like, oh, you wrote about it. And, you know, they connect with us and they spawned really great discussions Or like, oh, and then you swap or you go like, oh, I have, I found this movie in some Canadian video store t- attached to a gas station slash Buffalo wing stop. Do you, you, have you heard of it? So that sort of niche community, which now has grown to like, you know, you see tapes on eBay for like three or $400. I'm like, I'm not in that game. You know, like,
1: dude, it's it's crazy out
0: there. It's a wild west.
1: I went, what the fuck? I was like, I wanted to get a copy of Computer Beach Mm -hmm. Party, which was I had a copy that was destroyed that I had gotten at probably like 50 cents. Yeah. Like somebody just had it like sticking out. I said, well, I need right. that. <laughs> and it was like 50 cents. And it's like, I look up the price now. It's like a hundred yeah. and change. I'm like, I don't, I need, don't need that, it that much. much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And also like <laughs> VHS dies, you know, the actual tape does die, right? right? It's analog and that's the beauty of it. But that's also like, are you going to spend this much money on like a moldy tape or I don't, I mean, to each their own, obviously. But um, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Joe's like childhood friend, RJ, Goes to these estate sales and like picks up VHS tapes when he sees them. And he saw he found like a sealed Back to the Future VHS. This thing is on Blu-ray, right? It's not right. It's right. this is not a DIY genre movie, but it was a seal- It's not a hard to find yeah, movie, but it was in yeah, exactly. But it was a sealed uh, tape. It went for like four hundred something dollars, and I'm like, what is happening? What is that? now? Now the collecting thing has just gotten so out of control that you know.
1: Well, it's, it's in all areas yeah. though, because like even Nintendo, like Super Mario Brothers, probably the most right. produced game from that era. Yeah. So one just sold for $100,000 recently, because it was sealed. But specifically, there was a run that they, when they were only test marketing it in like New mm-hmm. York, there was a batch sent to like KB's Toys or uh, what's it called? The big one that uh, they FAO, danced on the piano in big. Sure. FAO Schwartz. And that had a specific sticker oh, on it, and because of that sticker, some schmuck paid hundred grand dude, for no. the most easily, right. easily obtainable right. game.
0: People are that ever existed. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so wild. wild. It's just yeah, anything. It's so wild. And like you know, follow your joy. But like, dude,
1: <laughs> I had to give up on my vintage cereal box yeah. collection. It was getting, I was getting priced yeah. <laughs> out. I was like, I ain't paying two hundred for a box of C three POs. That's just not <laughs> happening. I don't need it that right, bad. Right.
0: Um, so anyway uh long story short like so the site has grown you know we started putting out movies and having our own video label we've written books and it's all been like us and obviously it's been a great big fun
1: it's it's a great scene speaking of your book of those books the first book is another pricey. Oh my item god! Yeah, the, that it's out the of print. the bleeding
0: skull, uh, 1980s 80s trash horror yeah, odyssey. Yeah, that one has been sold out and out of print. And yeah, what pe- people you
1: can get it on Amazon in the Kindle format. Yeah, still, yeah, which is how I yeah. own it. I do own a heart, uh, 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 uh it's called a heart, like a, a, a analog edition.
0: <laughs> you mean of the 90s copy? one? Yeah,
1: paper pop copy of the 90s trash mm-hmm. horror.
0: Yeah, and I think which is yeah, and the nineties trash horror book is also out of print, I believe. So
1: Oh, I got it just in time. Yeah, I
0: think there's only if if there are any left there's not that many so yeah but it's like these things go like hotcakes and we're like super excited about it but we're like we need to make more but
1: print more i know why like, can't uh, we print more just Well, just emails, emails, and resell them yeah, after,
0: email yeah email fanographics and tell them to print out more i don't know what's going on there yeah they always, they always do, like, do small runs hunts. yeah and then does drive up the collection price but sometimes we're like well you know we didn't really expect a movie with 180 some odd reviews of 1990s DIY no budget horror films to be like something that gets sold out and then people want to keep buying it later. You know what I mean? It's just like, leave it to the people. Like if you're a freak who wants this book, like, please wave your freak flag high. I want you to have this book.
1: There's more people than you would think looking like something that describes the works of J.R. Bookwall. Exactly, exactly.
0: Give the people what they want. Give the person what they want.
1: Give (laughs) Give that that, that one one person person
0: what they want. Doesn't leave his house, what he (laughs) wants. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I mean, I keep hoping that they'll do a reprint but I have no idea whether or not that's going to happen or not. So do you
1: do like, do you, I saw that you hosted something at Nighthawk recently. That was a
0: while ago. That was just a one-off. Um, yeah. That, that was, was a one-off. Off. I posted a movie called bugged, um, which is an independent. I've never oh, seen it's that. great. It's like, um, trauma produced it, but it doesn't feel like a trauma movie. It's very sweet. Um, it's a black led hmm. black cast. Um, um, behind the camera and in front of it of, a group of dudes that go spray a house for for bugs and the bugs are big they're the size of a little car (laughs) and it's very delightful and joyful and it's what I love about these movies which is a bunch of uh, filmmakers just going and doing it on their own and using the resources that they have to create something that you would never see otherwise you know what I mean like it's just all from their brain zapped onto film or onto video in this case.
1: Yeah, I, I love that I about the screenings that I go to is that I can't be cynical about those. I don't go there to laugh. No, I no, think there's no. there's this genuine sweetness because I I've come from a production background and it's you know this is that it's just as hard to make a a quote unquote bad movie as it is to make right a good right right
0: yeah. <laughs> right. It's actually. You have more money to make a quote unquote good one. So if if it's bad, it's actually worse for you. (laughs) That's right. But like you have it. You have no excuse. You had a million dollars and you made a billion dollars. You made Avatar, which is like my go to movie. I hate. And then I think there's more
1: deserving ones of that. No, that one's that one's it's pretty bad.
0: That one's bad. And that one was the most expensive movie of, of all time at the time. And to me, that stands out as like we gave this guy how many figures to make Smurfs. You know what bothers
1: then, me about James Cameron is that he doesn't write dialogue. He writes dialogue for what he thinks the dumb audience wants. And that's what annoys me about his <laughs> film. He writes, it's, writes it's, d- dialogue for dumb people, not dumb dialogue. It's like, he's talking to a child when you watch his scripts.
0: Yeah, it's just like, yeah. what are you-
1: st- It's I, super bad. I, it's un- <laughs> It's just like, why are you talking- <laughs> Pay hey, like, money for this. You didn't have to call me stupid, sir. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. And then um, so there's that. And then there's something like, you know, I was a teenage serial killer, which was from 93. <laughs> and this woman had like zero dollars and put it all on Super Parade, And it's like this great movie that has special effects, that has a message, you know, and and like to me, that has more cultural value. I'm sorry for all the Cameron fans. This always turns into like, I hate James Cameron fast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's just you like, really hijacked go-toe. the
1: conversation. I'm sorry, just to go I'm, into
0: see, that. this is what happens. I get so incensed by this guy. I just think there's like much more interesting stuff out there when you look at the fringes or when you look at the Kuchar brothers or when you look at people I- who- Right? Who, it's funny you who, just
1: brought up the Kucha Brothers because uh, the last few months I've become obsessed, especially with uh, George's Weather Diaries, if you've ever seen any God, of those. I haven't
0: seen
1: that one, no. No, it's just essentially like proto-vlogs where he just sits in this hotel in Nevada and or Arizona. And...
0: Sorry,
1: folks, this is future Frank here. It was Oklahoma. I could not leave that in as is. It was driving me crazy when editing it. I hope you're enjoying it so far. He would spend his summers there for no reason. He would just go by himself and he would just sit there with a camcorder and just document the weather every day. And <laughs> that's it gets like really what David Lynch str- is
0: doing now on Twitter, right? Like yeah, um, it, uh, yeah, TikTok but or it is.
1: Yeah. Is I think. He's just such <laughs> a he's such a real dude. Like he's not that's yeah. he's not putting that
0: on. No, 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 no. He's for sure. Yeah. The real uh, deal. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that um, I gravitate towards what I like reading about and writing about. And um, that's what we seek out. Who are the people we're doing or are doing interesting work for $2 or negative $2,000 and like going into debt to make their passion (laughs) projects or who has this crazy idea or I find that to be like way more gratifying, at least for me as a a viewer.
1: It's so much more because of their lack of polish and just finances, you really, more so than most movies, you really get a look in my favorite kind of movies where you really get a sense of who this person Mm -hmm. is that made the film. And when you watch like the Polonia Brother right. movies or uh what's his name? The guy from Staten Island, uh Andy oh, Mulligan. Oh my god, you go yeah. his whole biography is playing. Right, right. You stones. have mom
0: issues. Let's watch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> you, you you serious serious mom issues. Yeah. And
1: eight movies in
0: on mom yeah, issues yeah. it's
1: like crazy yeah Jesus, yeah dude, get over yeah. it
0: no it's yeah i love that i love the plenty brothers for that for that reason it's just like they started when they were 13 and they never stopped or until you know sean passed away but in terms of
1: oh i didn't realize one of them yeah passed away. yeah a
0: while ago yeah yeah oh it was, no it was, it was quite sudden it sounds like but um and mark's still going you know he's still like making stuff and you know putting on red box and I can't believe Redbox is still going, That's and and like good for him. That,
1: you know? that just, just blew my mind just now. Like those exist they're still? still.
0: They're still at a wow. 7-Eleven near you. Good yeah. for him.
1: Well, I saw something of his recently. I posted it on Twitter. It's a uh, Amityville in space, which is <laughs> I think yeah. His he's most gotten way film.
0: more camp he's, for sure. Um,
1: <laughs> he's, he's leaning into, into it, a little little. it a little
0: bit, but he's like the sweetest man. He truly like a just a genuine person who just it almost doesn't matter. And this is what I love about this genre and class of films is like the filmmaker, they don't care what they're making almost, you know, they just want to make it. It's like they want right. to. It's like making the film is almost more important than telling the story in some cases. And like that passion of like, I just need to create something and I need to do it by tomorrow. You know, <laughs> like I'm going to make a whole yeah. movie on my weekend because this is the only time I have. And this is like really fun. And I'm, it's almost like a panic that they have to finish this well- and like this drive, and I, I love seeing that play out because you, you take these crazy shortcuts, or you know, you invent something really crazy that you've never, that you'll never see in another movie again, and I find that like so refreshing.
1: One of the best times I had at the screening was when you screened Soul Tangler, and the director, what was his name? I have it written in front of me. The uh, Soul Pat Bishaw. Yeah. I had one, the Agfa slash Bleeding Skull DVD. Mm-hmm. Which uh, you could purchase, I believe, yeah, still. Yeah, I think
0: it's still around
1: at BleedingSkull.com, and it, he was so—it was such a sweet moment because I just, you know, I'm a—I'm an autograph whore. <laughs> I just need something signed. I don't care by who. If he's like you. I just need it signed. And so I, I ran up with a marker and the DVD and you could tell this is something that doesn't happen no, to him regularly. It happen to and it really was like this moment. He was so like, Oh my God, thank you. Like he was so <laughs> blown away by it. And it was like such a sweet yeah, moment. Yeah. And I was like, Oh no. I'm like, thank you. This is, I love this
0: movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's such a sweet man and just was totally taken aback by by like you want to put out what now? <laughs> this movie you right, made like- with your family and your friends, and you ruined your aunt's like Long Island basement or whatever it was. And, you know, it was just <laughs> like he's like ruined the carpet. <laughs> I'm like, cool.
1: Like when you guys got Blood Lake, like mm-hmm. you so you guys had to reach out to those guys. Yeah. And like, were they like yeah, what?
0: No, 100%. They're like, Who the fuck are you? And how did you find me? <laughs> And like that movie, like sometimes it's um, filmmakers who you know are still going, and they're like, "Oh, that's cool that you want this." Like no one's ever thought about it. Or sometimes it's like I, they're doing something totally different. They're not. They're they're out of the game, um, or they've gone you know born again, <laughs> right? Which happens. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, 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 it listen. happens. Um, and then they're like, "This movie, that's crazy," you know. And like I think nine times out of ten, people are super super honored and, and stoked that somebody's like really interested in something that they did when they were like ch- basically children
1: I lo- speaking of blood lake i love that movie that was like that immediate great, yeah. purchase as soon as I, you know, the screening <laughs> ended because it's just and it's a hard film to like describe to people it's like okay it's not really scary but if you want to no. watch kids from the south have an awesome weekend <laughs> and they made a movie and yeah. filmed it. It's water so adorable. they're, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. just water skiing, and it's just like it could. It's just home video footage with like a threadbare plot, but it's so charming. It's, it's so
0: charming, and the dialogue is so good. I still th- quote with that movie. Little what's Tony,
1: Little Tony's the kid? Little Tony,
0: king little Tony yeah, he's like this thirteen-year-old potty mouth. Hey Mike, you gonna be a butthole this weekend, or are you gonna let me drink? <laughs> like, should be canceled, pretty canceled but oh, yeah. somehow it's, she's just cute enough to pull it off or, you know, just innocent enough to pull it off. And the whole movie is just such a joy. It's just joy. You watch it and you get what they're trying to do and you just go with it. It's like when somebody is coming at you with so much enthusiasm, what are you going to do? Like poo on their fucking parade? Like what kind of jerk are you? Right? Like you're going to go with it. And you're like, yeah, I'm into this movie because you clearly are super having fun and like, I can't help, but also water ski with you for half an hour straight. Like literally every single person gets a turn on water skiing and I'm just like dying because it's like so much fun.
1: I love that. Like I'm watching, I'm like, I can't believe that's like 15 minutes into the water skiing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like see, That would usually throw people or like make them mm-hmm. like turn the movie off. I'm like, I'm just blown away that these kids like we need more water skiing in the film
0: yeah yeah we need to pat it out we only have 60 minutes of plot we need we need to throw in an extra 15 of of water skiing and then maybe some some people hanging out and eating pizza (laughs) or like literally you watch them order pizza
1: and and little tony just improv you throwing moves on that poor girl that you just keep like you he's badgering throughout the whole movie
0: but then there's this sweet scene where she falls out of the boat and he's like honestly cares about her. Like, are you okay? You know? <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh my God, little Tony. <laughs> it's all just a show. Yeah. So yeah, that movie is that movie is fantastic. It's it's definitely up there in my favorites of our releases.
1: It's a movie that I now I'll preface this because I know this is another thorny subject with you. yeah no, This no. is a movie that would be mistied. mystery like you know mystery science theater
0: yeah I don't
1: have and like I don't see the need for that it's just like when I watch a lot of those films I'll defend mystery science theater a little bit because I know you're not a fan take it easy I'm not a fan (laughs) I know I know oh you've said it very loudly in public
0: places
1: (laughs) (laughs) like I remember coming out of the theater and just somebody brought it up and (laughs) like I was across the room and you were just like fucking mystery science theater (laughs) (laughs)
0: just like yells. That sounds like me. Yeah. I don't remember anything I yell, but I know that I yell. <laughs>
1: uh, but it's a good gateway drug. See, that's one of like right, right. That's how I always look at it. Like that was the film that basically I started watching it when I was nine. Like they're the training wheels for these like for certain psychotronic fare or just right, right. Phones.
0: No, for sure. And I get it. Like people who don't have the resources or the patience or a vcr you know or even a dvd player (laughs) right you know right it's like if it's not on streaming how do i know about it you know which i get that question a lot like how do i see it i'm like well it's you know on blu-ray or it's on you know you need a media player
1: yeah there's that. i don't
0: have that can you like rip it for me i'm like no dude you can you you can do it i believe in you you know like go find it dude
1: i'm that guy who (laughs) always gets hit with that can you send me a copy of this this it's just like Leave me alone dude Right. But it's also like
0: if you're ripping a tape, it's in real time, y'all. Like it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. So no, no. Like I but I love that there's interest in it. But then the thing that's I think one of the things that's like bribing all this like it's so obscure is that because people don't have, you know, these devices to play physical media that like if it's not on streaming, it's basically dead. Like you'll right. never, you'll never see it. You'll never hear about it. And, and that's a shame because you're missing out on like several decades of content.
1: Stuff that, look, whether you like it or not, you're not going to forget a lot of these.
0: You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You will definitely remember all these movies. <laughs> um, but yeah. To your,
1: to your point, you know what my least favorite movie is? Uh, super, no, uh, Man of Steel because.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that.
1: It's, I don't remember yeah. anything that happened.
0: And and that's the worst kind of movie.
1: It's the worst kind of movie is that, listen, even if I'm annoyed, it's like, well, I remembered it. It's that's right. And and
0: forgetful, annoying. Yeah. Which is terrible.
1: And every video vortex screening I go to, it's like, oh, I remember that movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um for sure. And that's the way we've, you know, programmed it in the past of like. Well, now there's no video vortex. I know. I know. So my slot is terror Tuesday, usually the last. Oh, you do slot. terror
1: Tuesdays. I did. Yeah. Wow.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the last slot of the month typically that is the most obscure slot. So like not that the rest of the month isn't obscure, but you know, you'll do the Friday 13th and the Halloweens and right. all like the big hitters. And then the last slot will be like for the, the warriors. <laughs> That's oh, like okay. call it. oh, cool. It's like warrior night of like, you know, like, all right, you want something a little deeper. You want something a little bit more crazy or something that requires a little bit more patience, well, but the, you will always be rewarded.
1: What was the one where it was all Han Solo action figures?
0: Oh, uh, oh, it's, uh, it's a German name. It's the yeah. German name. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's a series of like three shorts. I think you strung together mm-hmm. as like a feature and if you can see it in a theater, you have to watch it in a theater because it, it loses a lot of magic at home alone because uh, it was a ma- It was like borderline mystical seeing that screening. I was, of course, very drunk because I, I would usually be very <laughs> drunk for those things. But it was I, it's like I came out of it just like, I'm like is this real life? And that's That's why it's way more fun to see these. Funny, the things that were shot on video and never meant to go past like an old CRT TV, they work the best (laughs) on a big screen.
0: Yeah, they do. They do, for sure.
1: Another director that you found their film was uh james bryan surprised when yes now how did jungle trap happen because jungle trap is a film that is a lost film by director james bryan and is part of his collaboration with renee Harmon. and if you don't know who these people are then why are you listening to this uh (laughs) and it was uh essentially just sitting on shelves like for years unfinished and how did you guys come in and rescue
0: it so, this is kind of a, a long but kind of crazy story. Uh, so, James Bryan and Renee Harmon are like these two SOV filmmakers that were working, you know, 70s and 80s, basically. Bryan got to start directing adult films for, straight from UCLA Film School. You know, he just wanted to get his foot in the door and work. And eventually he met Renee Harmon at a film lab and then they hit it off and they started doing movies together in terms of her producing and then starring and him directing. So, they've done a couple of movies together. And then at some point, our friend Zach his friend had bought a used car in San Francisco and this was like not too long ago. it was like you know in in the last 10 years he bought this used car and he opened the trunk and there was a bunch of garbage in it like shoes McDonald's wrappers and like a few tapes and one was like you know Jerry Maguire whatever there's tapes everywhere and then then, right and then there's a tape that's called Run Coyote Run and Mm -hmm. he was like Zach you like this shit and then he mailed it to him and we all thought that title was like we looked it up and like oh I think it's like an alternate title for a Renee Harmon movie, but we're not really sure. Um, We popped it in. It was a totally new movie that was basically chopped up of all of Renee Harmon's and Jim Bryan's movies plus some extras.
1: Mostly Um, from Lady Street Fighter was like sort of a yeah. It
0: was yeah. It was basically a C. Is it a C? It's a sequel where Renee Harmon now is playing the older sister. Of Renee Harmon and lady street fighter <laughs> who is like 20 years younger because at that point that movie well 15 years younger right so she's playing the older sister of herself <laughs> and it's sliced in the footage that was shot on film with footage that is shot on video and it's like presented if everything is like one film one presentation yeah it's a totally bananas collage it's and a little it's like,
1: jarring a <laughs> little least.
0: genre jarring and you're you're like not really sure what's happening because it's so bizarre, (laughs) right? It's just so bizarre. Um, Right. Is this something wrong with my
1: tape? No, there isn't. That's the
0: way it was made. made. Yeah. And um, a whole new story told, a new footage, but like, and also footage from like execution of part two and frozen scream and like all these movies get thrown in and then, and it's like, here's a new movie. So, We found James Bryan on the internet and we're like, hey, we found this movie in the back of a used car. And he goes, oh, that movie, um, we only ever made five copies. And one of those happened to be in the back of this used car that my friend ended up getting. Like, right. You know what I mean? That it made its way, like, what are the odds? And James Bryan was like, oh, it's probably one of the camera people because he had moved up to San Francisco at some point in his life. So from L.A., this guy, this camera person moved up to the Bay Area, sold his car 15 years later to my friend's friend. And then it made a way to his friend that made a way to us. You know, what I mean, it's just like, that, what is this an insane story?
1: Because it doesn't make sense that like I happen to know literally the only person this would matter to.
0: Yeah, you know yeah I mean? exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like so crazy. So we went out to Lufkin, Texas, to James Ryan's like, you know, house. And he has this giant barn with all of his stuff that all the films that he's made, like promo materials, ads, everything, t shirts, all the stuff from his entire career in this like giant barn with a bunch of stray cats.
1: Which we can and, see on the Jungle Trap uh, special features on the DVD yeah. and Blu ray.
0: Yeah, it's super cool. And um, we're there um, going through his stuff and getting, you know, all the materials for Run, Coyote Run. And there's this box that says Jungle Trap. And we're like, well, what is that? He's like, oh. That was the last movie Renee and I worked on, but we never finished it. And we're like, what? There's this like another movie that's out there that no one has seen. And basically they shot it um, in 1990 or 8990 around that. A whole new movie. It wasn't like a collage taken from other films. It was like a whole new thing that they had shot together and they got funding for it or they self-funded it. And at, at some point they ran out of money and they just shelved it you know, and and it just stayed in his barn. And um, we were like, well, how far along did you get? They're like, well, we've shot the whole thing and we lined it out, meaning all the scenes are in order. And we left space in case somebody else wanted to take it over and add special effects. Were you guys shaking at
1: this point? Like, wait, so- We were
0: shitting ourselves. Yeah, we were- like I sold Whoa. myself. Yeah. Like yeah, dollar we were...
1: minus dollar signs. Minus dollar <laughs> signs. Yeah. Everywhere. Like,
0: oh, we're so going to go in the hole for this, but it was so worth it. You know, like we are super going to lose money on this and we're very excited to do that. <laughs> so it can be out in the hands, you know, of everyone else in the world, like our, our blood, sweat, and tears. Um, so we like watched it and the movie's great. It's you know, fantastic. It's fantastic. And um, all the scenes were there. There was a lot of, obviously it wasn't like a fully polished movie. So we worked with Don Suenos, who's an editor who like, cut it together joe did a lot of editing work on it as well did sound design and we needed a soundtrack joe and i are in a band called taken by savages mm-hmm. and we decided to do the score and we worked with james ryan we're like you know what kind of score are you looking for and we talked a lot about how he loved the score to um don't go in the woods which is one of my favorite movies that he's done yes that's a great one. Um, and the score is like this minimal synth, very atmospheric kind of vibe to it. And it's not orchestral, but it's very much of its time. And um, he was like, you know, I really like that. That was my favorite. So we're like, all right, well, let's just model that so that's what we did you know we've never scored a movie before which is like a totally different beast and it was super fun i learned a lot and you know we tried to keep it to 1990s instruments and drum machines and all the stuff that we try to keep it we try to limit ourselves so it wasn't like 1500 tracks of this like rich score we kind of kept it real to what he would have done in 1990 with the dollar that he had to spend on music
1: it's very period faithful like if you told me that this film was fully finished in 1990 I wouldn't know that you guys tinkered with it like 20 something odd years later
0: yeah yeah that which is great yeah i think there was someone on letterboxd who's like this is fake like this score wasn't from <laughs> this score wasn't made last year it was made 99 i was like that was the biggest compliment that i got because that's literally what we were trying to do it's like we didn't want we didn't want to like step on the toes of this movie you know what i mean like let it stand for what it was supposed to be at the time and and the movie is like truly entertaining i'm not just saying that because we rescued it and we edited it but it was like it is so much fun and it it is it does unlike like some of the movies that Renee Harmon has done or Jim, even James Ryan has done, like it makes sense and it moves, you know? There's no fat on it. It's like, it's just joy and like- it's a jungle oh, it's
1: adventure a, it's a
0: jungle adventure shot in the san fernando valley
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and you hear planes and you hear lawnmowers in the back and, and they're just walking around wonderful backyard now, yeah
1: renee's big move usually to fund these films like she was an acting teacher right right and mm-hmm. she would probably get her students to yes. pony up some cash in exchange for a role in the film
0: exactly so she um taught acting at a junior college in the valley Uh, a lot of her students end up in her productions but specifically in jungle trap is like almost all of them are yeah so and some of them you know like the guy who plays josh they've worked together several times in the past but heidi on who's the lead whose scream would like destroy our eardrums when we're mixing this by the way She just has this incredible bloody scream. (laughs) Um, She was one of Renee's students and acted the shit out of that movie. And it was super fun to watch her and. Yeah. I mean the whole the whole production is just like, you know, it's about a, a haunted hotel in the middle of the jungle, which really is Renee's mom's house in the <laughs> valley that was being put up for sale. So they were like, yeah, let's just run the place while it's empty and film the movie there. And they had like a three weekends do it or something like that.
1: My whole understanding of Renee Harmon, comes from you guys. Uh you hosted a an online screening. Yeah, well, not the
0: Miskatonic a, Institute. Miskatonic yeah.
1: Institute a while back. Yeah. And because you guys have been talking about Renee for years. And it's I'm, yeah. you're doing the Lord's work because more people need to see her work. Because again, in objective terms, in, in the parameters we set of what we decide is good or bad, Hey, maybe not the best, but she is a star. Like there's some. She's a star. Like yeah. okay, okay, sure. Not what you call a technically great actress. Now I defy you to take your eyes off her anytime she's on screen.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you can't. You can't. And she's super magnetic. And it, the other thing that is important to mention is that she you knows she's a woman who was working in genre at a time when there were no women doing this shit. Like right. there, like you know, when we did the '90s book, we only came across like maybe four or five women filmmakers and that's it. And we're talking like hundreds, anyone behind. Yeah. There's hundreds of movies in that book. And we like looked for it. I was like, there has to be women who aren't just being like in front of the screen tortured or with their boobs out or not that there's anything wrong with that, by the way, but like in terms of writing or directing or editing, there were so few out there or we'd find something and it was like really a man posing as a woman you're like what the fuck is wrong with you you know and so to see this you know to see Renee Harmon go out there and just produce and star and like write these scripts get money raise money you know there's a scene in um is it Street Fighter I don't remember which one it was where there's a car that's rolling down a hill it's it's her husband's car yeah Yeah, it's her husband's car and she didn't tell him right she didn't tell him. She was like, <laughs> she was like, you know, the script calls for a car rolling down a hill. She's like, well, you know, my husband's car is kind of old. We'll just like roll it down the hill. And they rolled the fucking car down the hill. And then she proceeded to get in the car to drive it back home. And like, whoa, 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 you can't drive that. Like, <laughs> so she was like, you know, she did what she needed to do to get the movie done. And she, like, she was a hustler. On. She's a fucking hustler and she worked her ass off. Massive, much respect.
1: It's not even about like the progressive angle that you'd want to see those movies. It's just because like people like her, like Doris Wishman, because they're fascinating because of how like less like they're represented. They are. It's like you watch like a Doris Wishman film or a Renee Harmon produced film, and and it's just it's very different experience from like the yeah. genre films that a, a man would produce.
0: Yeah, and it's just just for
1: that alone, it's just much more. It's interesting. Like, aren't you interested in that? Seeing that?
0: Yeah, I, yeah. love Doris it's- Wishman, by the way. Yeah, Doris Wishman is one of the greats for sure. And I feel like she's finally getting, you know, all those box sets that I've been releasing. I've seen, fantastic. Yeah, they're just beautifully done. She's getting the credit where credit is due. And I'm so pleased to see her name out there and not just being like laughed at, but more like, oh, she did zillions of movies whether it's adult or whether it's straight action and she and tried her
1: hand handle a lot of genres i mean my
0: every genre my yeah. favorite
1: period is the 60s roughy period because it's the yeah. most i don't even know if it's accidentally surreal but it's the most surreal how is this not intentional but like this this dream yeah, logic yeah. not yeah. <laughs> intentional dream,
0: right the dream logic it's like her not wanting to um film the adult scenes like the sex scenes and Handing the camera over to someone else, and, but then like you know, filming everything else around it and making yeah. style choices, not because you know, necess- out of out of invention, because it wasn't sync sound and
1: the, the, the shots of feet, uh, the shots, like, of feet hey, the shots of
0: phones, shots of vases of <laughs> flowers in it, shots of the carpet, you know, anything interesting. If she well, if she anything in her apartment, really. Yeah, anything <laughs> in her apartment. Her doing all the voices, you know, and it's it's just so good. It's so good.
1: Uh, what's some of your favorite films uh, that you guys have released or just um, have seen or have toured with?
0: Oh, let's see. Well, of our releases as of late. I mean, I really love I Was a Teenage Serial Killer with, by Sarah Jacobson. I just think that's like okay. a riot girl document from the 90s that both like a great movie and DIY, but also like a document of something important that happened in film on the fringes mm. that people forget about. It's like people always talk about like a riot girl movement in terms of like music zines you know but like remember there's this woman out there who who was making these movies and worked with um george kuchar was one of his students so it's like oh wow kind of like, yeah and it's just like this perfect kind of package of like like a statement something to say and i i, I do appreciate when you see something like that in genre because you don't always do that you don't always see that so that's probably one of my favorite releases but you know in terms of like i love mcpherson tape which is like an early like
1: i just watched that it's so funny it's a first found footage uh yeah sort of the
0: first found footage yeah of like an alien invasion um on a on a kid's birthday party (laughs) that just got released
1: didn't it but i think yeah it's either them or vinegar syndrome
0: it's uh, agfa it is agfa yeah oh yeah it is agfa But but it's with uh, veneer syndrome, yeah, yeah. So you can purchase it there. I mean, we have it. We just have a ton. So yeah, I I love that one. You know, Blood Lake obviously is up there. Is one of my favorite leases. So we're just putting out stuff that we just like,
1: and it's for an audience that's criminally underserved. Yeah, it's just it
0: is, it is.
1: I was always dragging people to these things. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, there is nothing like these experiences of seeing these films. (laughs) Right. I mean, you're not going to forget. I still have friends. I took a friend to see Miami connection like five, oh, six that years ago.
0: Great. Yeah. Right. That and
1: he great. still brings it up. It's like, dude, it's like he'll like text me. It's like they're playing Miami connection. Again. You want to go? It's like he's got, it's like there's other stuff, dude. <laughs> right. I mean, that's yes, a good time. A the-
0: that's a very good time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like 10. when I, when the room came out, I was like, "Oh, there's going to be a lot more people, but a lot it's weird that the room just became its own thing separate from everything else."
0: I think the room is like a take on, you know, mystery science theater, not to rag on it but it's like there's a lot of problems like the room is great is it the best like diy like zap from outer space drama that i've seen no but it did i did feel like it had some momentum behind it that and, and great marketing and a great story because the guy the filmmaker so crazy yeah that it did kind of have its own, like kind of like Rocky Horror Picture Show became its own. You know, it, it to me, it's-, it's Right, it, it became
1: its own midnight movie where Yeah, people, yeah. An interactive experience thing.
0: Exactly. Where and,
1: and, I thought it would it'd be spillover into- It's like, right. that's good, but I'm like telling now, you- Now you're ready really for this. Yeah,
0: now you're ready for something like this. Yeah, I agree. Um, but in terms of like going back to the Mystery Science Theater thing, not to- <laughs> except so here's my issue with it tee is off, that like tea off yeah <laughs> yeah we're we are when you're presenting a movie that um a filmmaker more likely like more to their house to make and then you make fun of it and then like that's their people's first entree into seeing movie like this is to make fun of it
1: oh uh, and everybody right? thinks and every you know regular people who haven't had time to sit down and write these jokes down are just hilarious Like people, like regular people off the cuff. You know who else are funny? Hecklers at comedy clubs. They're the most funniest people. They're they're
0: hilarious. People love that. Love it. Yeah. And so it's like, I rather present them in a way that like, look, like this is entertainment and it's fun and you can enjoy it. You can laugh at what they did. You can, but you can come from it from a place of understanding and understanding like why these choices were made because they had no money or they had no experience or whatever. The you know, the acting was, was, you know, their sisters or their moms or their dads, you know, who aren't professionals or, you know, you can, you rationalize it and then you put it in context and then you then you can under you appreciate it more versus like just sort of making fun of it to me is like making fun of the fat kid you know it's like right okay like there's no
1: it's not clever either it's it's not
0: clever and it's it's not it's not interesting it's and i like that it is a place where people can watch this stuff but i'm also like can we just watch it without the heck like can you can we just put these movies out somewhere where people just watch it without having some like side commentary or a laugh track by like some snooty dude. But again, to each their own. It's not sure. something that I, yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I, I prefer it. to watch it without it. I prefer to just laugh and understand what it is. You know,
1: I do appreciate that you guys come at it from this place of respect Because like I said, they worked hard for this, these kids. And it's like, yeah. there's a sweet, There's a sweetness to it, like what they've done these kids. It's like, uh, well, I say kids because it usually is a bunch of kids. Like, how do we do this? I don't
0: know. We'll just try it. Yeah. Yeah, And like, what the fuck did you do? I didn't do shit today. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I didn't make a movie. I can just talk about them. I'm like, you know, it's hard fucking work to make a 90 minute feature length at 19. Like, come on.
1: And they're in it for the love of the game. They're not in it like a lot of these people. They're not making money. A no. lot of these like David The Rock Nelson is just committed to oh, the cause.
0: He, he's committed to the cause. He of should be insanity. committed. He should be committed. <laughs> yeah. Period. Yeah. He's he's <laughs> definitely, definitely committed. But um you know he puts out so much content on YouTube and none of it—it's all of it's unfiltered—and you're just like, dude, yeah, he's—he's he's like from space, I think.
1: Did you ever think when you first got involved with this that you'd be like showing these films to like audiences and that it would grow? You seeing people like annoying people like me who just show up like, oh, there's <laughs> that guy again, or just people—it's like, oh, this is the guy in in uh, San Antonio, or this is the guy in you know in LA when you screen them or wherever you go to screen these films. Think- like it's like wow, these people like keep coming back for these things. It's like. A neat thing because it's an unusual thing.
0: It is an unusual thing. I think what Bleeding Skull has done in the past like 10 years, I think, is fostering community. And as yes. cheesy as that sounds, it's like when. Blingskull first started, like there were freaks out there individually looking at these movies, enjoying it and being like, trying to get their friends to watch it. And they're like, friends are like, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Well, that's what right? it is. because Right. And then Blingskull came and like all people had a place to like, learn about them, swap and like, understand each other. And like, yeah, I think the transition to like showing movies or putting them out was pretty easy. You find the movies, you write about them. Well, then the step two is putting them out and sharing them to a broader audience. So, I mean, the transition to like sharing was quite easy. And in a way, like a lot of gratification has come from like showing like stuff for little children, which I did like (laughs) last month, um, which is shot in video, uh, orphan, satanic orphan movies let's like let's put it that way
1: oh you know what i'm having on soon uh barry j gillis
0: oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah he's coming
1: i booked him for thanksgiving because oh my god he's canadian he's like how's the 24th and i'm terrible with organizing my schedule i'm like uh 24th i have nothing on that day and i'm like oh wait that's thanksgiving and he doesn't know that because he's canadian (laughs) right oh i have to record i was like you know what i can't think of a better way to spend thanksgiving
0: yeah exactly Than interest asking him
1: like wicked world why
0: why yeah (laughs) tell me more yeah and he's got
1: a new movie out coming so that's going to be fun
0: yeah yeah it'll be fun talking to him
1: it's it's funny you said because i was that weird guy who just i'm into this i had no idea there was like a world outside of my own head that people like wait somebody else has seen this like i always thought it kind of like took me down a peg it's like oh i just thought i was just the one psycho and it's like right yeah yeah,
0: there's
1: other psychos yeah
0: (laughs) you're in a group of closely knit Psychos. Yeah.
1: yeah. Real good people. All good Super people. Super good too.
0: people. All the good people. The people and you actually want to hang out with. A lot of shit
1: is just horribly transgressive and what we'd call, you know, cancelable today. The, they're such sweet people and they understand the context of it. Like they don't sit there and yeah. judge it under like, you know, our... The values Today's, of today. Yeah, today. It's yeah, like you have I agree to, with that. I don't think that's smart to do that because no, it's just like, no, you it's, can't. Do and that. it's not interesting. Yeah. It's just like yes, they said this and this. Isn't that interesting that those were the values then? Like that's right, how I right. look at anything. Right, uh,
0: right. It's a document of its time. It's not like the other thing is like horror exploitation. Any of that the genre movies are meant to do this. Like that was their whole point, right? To like rile you up, kinda like say some crazy shit or, you know, show a visual of like a deeply exploitive or quote unquote like disturbing scene. It's like They're if are trying you to put, put, put asses your in at this. Yeah, yeah. If you clutch your pearls at this, maybe this movie isn't for you or like, you know, maybe like horror isn't for you or like the whole, that's the whole point of exploitation. And that's why I love it.
1: They do have cultural value too, because I think I always say you get the real dirt on society's values through oh, like 100%. a lot of exploitations. It's like, okay, I understand what you're trying to sell us. With the, right. your mainstream fare, but like, what's really going on here? <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Like, yeah, exactly. The uh, exploitation of women is still a thing. Now, it just looks different. But yeah,
1: like, we just we just put a nice coat of paint on it. But it's exactly, still...
0: but it's still there. Yeah, and and like, exploitation is way more honest. It's like, yeah, we're gonna put this crazy scene in it, and, and we're gonna call it, you know, like, you know, I spit on your grave. Yeah, yeah, I spit on your grave versus like a lifetime movie. Which we might have a very it's, similar plot. It's right? <laughs> trading
1: on the same things, and, yes, but it's just, it's just doing it in a nice way.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, like, I love this whole. I love genre. You know, it's like what it what it reflects on us, what it means historically, what it means today. I love looking back on and not on, just on here, like, like, like abroad creative.
1: too. The exploitation oh from other countries is some of like Cunet Arkin. I, I don't yeah. know if I'm saying his name right. Probably no, not. I think
0: yeah, probably not. I, it's Turkish. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, but yeah, I could watch anything from that period and their completely lax attitude for IP rights. Yeah. It's just,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to do Turkish Spider Man or Turkish Rambo or, you know, or um, Indonesian Rambo. Everyone has a Rambo. Yeah,
1: um... <laughs> that was a weird thing. Everybody just started doing Rambo. Even when they made an official sequel to Django, it's like, what do we do? Rambo.
0: Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Speaking of uh, movies from other countries, I don't know if you came to the screening of the cat. Um, is that by the 1996? guy
1: who made uh, Ricky Ho, right?
0: Yeah. Ricky. Ho. I did that not. One, but that, that I've was seen like it. my favorite scene. My favorite movie of, of last year that I watched that it's from Hong Kong. It is just picture perfect, like zany cat from space all you need to know well but if you're a like, fan of
1: ricky ho you'll have a good time because a
0: guy's stomach all the way through yeah <laughs>
1: that was a big iconic. gateway movie for me because
0: iconic yeah
1: well because i remember how i found that movie was like in the early in the late 90s or like 97 mm-hmm. when the daily show first come on there was the host the original host was craig Kilborn, and he really? would have like five questions and that's how it became even when they first released it over here they put as seen on comedy central's the daily yeah. show <laughs> And that's how I say, what the fuck is that? Like, what is yeah. that? That's not from a movie. And I, I remember seeing it. Oh, this is that clip. So I have to buy this. And right, that was, right. that's a brain melter. That's another thing. Yeah. Is like You can't get the brain melting experience from yeah. anything that Universal or Disney's putting no, out where you're no. just like, what the fuck? It's like, this is not, human beings right. didn't make this. Right, this is not right. how human beings behave.
0: Right. You said, I wanted a cat from space. And so you, you made a movie. Watch so that,
1: this. Right. Watch this.
0: <laughs> you said you wanted it and here's what we got. Yeah.
1: So I was like, Ricky, I like, you got a prison drama. So I got this idea. Check it. So <laughs> the, the assistant warden has a ton of pornography behind him <laughs> yeah. and has a glass eye where he keeps his mints
0: like how did that
1: whoa 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 excuse me could you please explain the steps how we got here
0: yeah exactly it's like how much of this is written how much of it just improv which is also (laughs) insane like how did you forget like get this guy a show
1: not is there any rational explanation if it's one or the other it's just how did this happen
0: exactly exactly
1: well you are doing god's work you and the folks at bleeding skull uh is there anything you'd like to uh, promote today is there any like website you any way you want to steer our well, audience you know dot
0: com. if you go there Obviously. you'll see all of our releases um we have a bunch you know with our friends at agfa which joe is also the um creative director of so
1: that's awesome that he got yeah. that's a sweet yeah. gig
0: it's a sweet gig, yeah. And so we're just continuing to look at movies and find them and write about them and put them out. And uh, we continue to do this without making any money. And that's been great.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> talk about doing it for the love of the game. These guys
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> schlep, like she schleps all the way to Brooklyn on the goddamn Q train or whatever train it is you take. Because <laughs> she's right uh, the, it's right now, I decal the decal stuff. So, so it's my train. Yeah. And there's always <laughs> a goddamn problem on it. She right. makes all the way. For no money to just sit there no and money. tell you, It's like, guys. So Billy you D. Williams made a movie, <laughs> which was uh, one of my favorite screenings, by the way. Uh, the double O, hosting. what is it?
0: Double Agent. Oh my god! Uh, again,
1: I would have never yeah. heard about this. Sometimes I go in blind, and those are my favorite experiences because I was like, I don't know what the fuck's about to happen to me, and I'd always yeah. be pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, look, so look,
1: yeah, if you go see a Marvel movie, you know what's going to happen, right? You're gonna, so you're not- you know what's going to happen. And the, my favorite question to ask any movie in, is or any piece of entertainment is, like, where is this going? And right. you, every time you, for one of your screenings, it's always, you're always going to be happily asking that question. And sometimes right. you'll be answered, most times maybe not. not. Yeah,
0: most times you're not. It's <laughs> but still, for sure.
1: it, the fun yeah. is in the journey.
0: Yeah, yeah, you ask all the questions you want. None of them will answer. Will, <laughs> will in fact, you leave with more questions <laughs> and answers that don't go with that question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, Terra Tuesday is still going in Brooklyn. Um, I do have a slide. It's typically the last Tuesday of the month, but, you know, that changes based on holidays and all that good stuff. But yeah.
1: Fantastic. Well, Come I got out. to get head out because I had no idea that you were back doing them.
0: Yeah, I'm back on my shit. Well,
1: because I was just like, COVID came out. I'm like, all right, got to go back to life now. It's like, well, let's see what's video vortex. Where's video vortex go?
0: Yeah, what? it got folded into Terra Tuesday. Just okay. From, okay. Yeah, for now, if, yeah. if we get more people coming out, I wow. think, yeah, it's still, we're in a post-COVID world, but- you know, yeah. there's like staffing shortages and projection shortages and all that. And
1: stuff. you got to look, you got to go with heavy hitters, like, you know, like, you know, stuff right. that's like, look,
0: uh, gotta put butt- butts in seats. Friday yeah.
1: the 13th is gonna put fill seats. So, you know, yeah. not necessarily uh, the soul tangler or something right, like that. Right, right, exactly. But the people exactly. you will get are the best people.
0: Exactly. You will be with a good group of freaks.
1: It's a great time, and if your local Alamo shows these films or any theater like Nighthawk or any of those theaters, like mm-hmm. it's worth going to see these things. I'd like every person I've taken who are not into these films come away, they never go. That sucked. Why'd you make me watch that? They always yeah have a yeah great exactly
0: time. It's right. You're you're showing someone something that they've never seen before because it's not on streaming.
1: <laughs> right. It's 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 amazing because like I'm jaded. It takes a lot to make me go what the hell was that like you know like right. what, what is that but like it's always fun to watch it in somebody's eyes who just is not prepared for what is about to hit them yeah yeah and <laughs> they're just like looking at you like what what is happening i'm like no this right is, this is right. the movie dude what are you talking yeah. about <laughs> but
0: that's it this what was the saw. decision they made yeah
1: <laughs> like a critical what's it called uh critical madness what is it uh i forget what it's called that's another oh, truth or dare Truth or dare? critical madness it's yeah. just like yeah just try, you you tell me what it's like a witness test me, yeah what yeah, was that serial
0: killer <laughs> the mask don't think too much of it yeah
1: all right annie uh yes go check out bleedingskull.com. if you're in the new york area please go down to the brooklyn decal uh, alamo at the last tuesday of every month and check out annie Choi uh hosting terror tuesday uh annie can't thank you enough for coming on i'd love to have you on again sometime uh, course, I can talk anytime. about this kind of stuff any all day That's why I have this show is to talk about this kind of stuff and you're an authority. So it's always great to have an authority. Thank you so much for all the fun times. And I'm sorry when I would come up to you drunk afterwards and be like, yeah, it was great about that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, thanks to diabetes. You'll see a very boring Frank at these things.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I will be
1: high, though. I mean, I mean, no,
0: obviously. We're going
1: to waste. Listen, yeah. <laughs> I'm only human. <laughs> God damn it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much. And I'm Frank Bonacci and I'm still the scum of the earth. Thank you